John Hughley is out for the rest of the season. Let's talk about this, how it affects Pitt's season. Of course, a very, very important discussion on the mental health of college athletes. All coming up today on this episode of Locked on Pitt. You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast. As always, I am your host, Nick Fairbaugh. Folks, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online where the game starts all right everybody john hugley today released a statement that he would miss the rest of the season due to mental health plus the nagging knee injury he has in order to seek a redshirt year next year and this comes really as no surprise um with how vague everybody was about it especially with how vague that Jeff Capel was about, I think we kind of all figured that something was up that was just deeper than an injury or deeper than academic suspension reasons and and, and was mental health. Um, And that's what happens here. Um, And we have seen this happen more and more over the past few years um, where guys and athletes have stepped up and really called into question how we think about athletes in a really good way. Because everybody thinks they're so, it should be so tough and devoid of emotion almost. But then you get guys like Patrick McCaffrey for Iowa earlier this year who, who admitted he struggled with anxiety and is stepping away from the court. We've seen other guys in football uh, just retire outright due to mental health. Obviously at Pitt, the biggest one you can think of, Trey Tipton, uh, talked very openly about his journey with mental health and how much he has struggled with his mental health. And that's an inspiring journey that I think we can all learn from. But John Hughley this is much the same um, in, in terms of a lot of ways. It's not easy to speak up about mental health in a culture that was ingrained in sports long ago, right? You know, the, the one thing is that you are supposed to be even keeled. You're not supposed to show all that much emotion. We see that when people get on guys who are celebrating a lot and showboating. Um, and we see it here too, right? Where uh, you, you have mental health, well, now you're soft. Well, no, that's not how this works. This is a very important thing. And mental health is one of those things that you can't measure, right? It, it's hard to kind of put it into one term. You can't quantify it. You can't really say how much it affects one person it just does and it's something that someone needs a lot of support through they need a support system to work through what is a really tough time in their lives i've seen this up close and personal with friends that have had a very tough time with mental health issues and so john hughley really coming out in this this is courageous um it really is. It's it's not easy to come out and say that you are dealing with mental health issues. That is, a, in my opinion, 
one of the toughest things to do outright. It is legitimately very hard just to talk about the fact that you have mental health issues. It's hard to open up. And so that's one of the first steps is you got to open up. Then you just got to go out and attack it and get after it. And it's a long, hard, arduous journey. It is not easy. And mental health for basketball players, football players, any athletes, it is such an underrated thing that we don't talk about enough. And I love that recently we have gotten hypersensitive to that fact, right? Just like you've gotten hypersensitive to other things in sports recently, like concussions, these are overdue changes. We've now gotten over kind of that, oh, mental health doesn't really matter. They're soft for this. No, I, I, I feel like we're starting to get there. And there's been a lot of things contributing to that. Uh, Simone Biles, certainly at the Olympics, was a big reason why we saw just how much mental health can hurt someone in their athletic performance. It's not just, oh, you just go out there and block it out. And you just because you're physically incredible and, and talented and ready to go, it doesn't just mean that you're going to be right there. No, the mental health is just as important as the physical health. And if your mental health isn't there, you're one, you're not going to perform well. And two, it's going to spiral. And that's why it's so tough as an athlete when you are a guy like John Hughley, for example, who has always been at the top of the chain, right? You look at what John Hughley was last year. He was the heart and soul of the pit team. He was so good. Um, he took Armando Baycott to town. Every big man John Hughley stood in front of last year, even though Pitt wasn't good, he really mowed him down. And that made him kind of front and center. That made him be the star of this group. And then he gets hurt preseason. And he just straight up it's kind of spirals, right? He plays a little bit, doesn't play well, doesn't look healthy. And then he just doesn't play, and it's because of mental health reasons. And I think this is hard to admit for any athlete, for any person that they have mental health problems and to get the help they need. But John Hughley has a support system around him and has people that can help him overcome this. And it's not easy. And, you know, I think John Hughley talks about that healing and the love and encouragement from his friends, teammates, coaches. That's a big that, that is a big support system he's going to have. He's going to have his whole family. He's going to have his friends. He's going to have Jeff Capel. He's going to have his teammates. He's going to have all these people around him. And that's really what you need to overcome these mental health issues. And so much respect to John Hughley. It's hard to speak about these things, and it's hard to deal with them. It's a really tough time in your life, especially if you have never kind of dealt with them before. And so I really respect everything about how John Hughley has kind of just gone about this and, and it's really hard to overcome it. And so the, the wellness of an athlete, of a human being is encompassed within not just physical, but mental. And I, I think John Hughley here today is speaking a lot to that. And so I respect that completely. Um, and so it, it's, it's tough um, to overcome for him, but I, I really hope Big John uh, gets right and can come back on the court next year and and be over uh, the mental health stuff. It's a hard journey, and it could take a long, long time. Uh, so h him getting time to focus on himself and, and getting 
back to where he wants to be mentally is the most important thing right now uh, in the entire landscape of everything. That's the most important thing. Let's keep talking about this, but first, folks, I want to let you know about Bet Online because, folks, BetOnline.net is your number one source for your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and so much more, folks. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in the action. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked on Pit podcast as we continue to discuss John Hughley being out for the season. And I I really look at this as a kind of tough moment personally for a lot of a lot of kind of people in the program. Um, for one, Jeff Capel um, just has had a lot of good things go go wrong, right? Um, Hughley's injury, and then you know the injury can spiral into so many different ways. That is a mentally taxing thing too. Um, just the injury, right? He didn't, he wasn't able to do anything on that knee for six weeks. Um, that can be mentally taxing to a player when all they do twenty four seven is. Go at it, go at it, go at it, train, 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 train. Maybe study here, but train, 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 train. It's tough for athletes to adjust to that shock when they can't do anything really. And, I, and we don't know as, as much as Big John could do, but it seems like he didn't do that much when he was down with that knee injury. And so that's significant um, because that can be a jolt to you as an athlete where you can mentally just have that jarring effect. And then when you get back out there, it might never leave um, until you really – kind of sit down and overcome it. And so Big John is is in a, a cycle right now where it can be tough to overcome. And so him, again, speaking that to power, opening up about everything, that is so courageous and hard to do um, because this is that's partially a leadership thing and it's partially just a strength thing. And, and you can see with John how much inner courage and strength you have to build up just to even say you have a problem. And for the, for the program right now, you know, yes, winning's big and everything, but also self-care for John is the number one thing, right? You need to, you need to be helping John and, and getting the help that he needs and sending the support and everything you can. There's nothing more important right now in the John Hughley situation than John getting right. And that's extremely, extremely important to note. Straight up, Pitt isn't even where they are right now without Big John. And that's not to say this season, but his recruiting efforts in the offseason, his just enthusiastic kind of mentality towards everything he tackled this offseason where he was pretty much him and Jamari's Burton that were there and he just went after it he was recruiting guys he was sewing around on visits he was kind of the ace recruiter the right hand man for Jeff Capel throughout this entire thing 
And so I know this is tough for him not to be out on the court because he has put so much energy and time into Pitt as a program. He's been here through the down years. He's been here through ups and downs. And so it's really hard for a guy like that to get a shot where he can't be playing on a team that is also playing really well. It's it's really hard. So, John Hewley, hope you can get yourself right, man. Um, it's tough. It's tough to come out uh, and talk about mental health like this. And it really is uh, great to see that he's getting the help he needs. And hopefully Big John is back on the court next year, fully healthy mentally and physically and feeling really good. And we can see him playing at a really high level again. Now, let's shift to some basketball things um, because I think everyone wasn't really counting on John Hughley returning. Um, and now we have that officially in stone. So John Hughley's out for the year. Will Jeffers is out for the year. Dior Johnson's redshirting. Um, so you know that they're going to be shorthanded. So there's going to be some big boy minutes to go around here uh, as the season progresses because you can't let guys like Jamaris Burton, Blake Henson, Nellie Cummings, Greg Elliott, Nike Sabandi play so many minutes to the point where they wear down, right? That is the that's the key thing. This is really what contributed to some of their collapses in the past is that some of the guys have had too much burden placed upon them. And really, outside of what happened there, then they kind of just fell um, from there. So when I look at it, I largely believe that it's going to have some growing up to do in the front court. Um, it will. Um, and that's namely Guillermo and Jorge. Um, I know Jorge's more of kind of a wing type, um, and that's rightfully so. They, they view him as a wing type. But you also have to understand that they're going to need minutes from him. And, and Fede can't play 40 minutes every day. He's going to get into foul trouble sometimes. Who's going to step up? Is it going to be Garo? Uh, he has played some admirable minutes. I'm just not sure he's completely there yet. He needs to fill out. He needs to get that experience in kind of a physical landscape. And he needs to get that body kind of kind of just more compact and and. and and built out a little bit more. He needs to be sturdier. Um, he's fought in there. There's never been effort with Guillermo Diaz Graham. He just doesn't have the physicality level to bang down low with some of these bigs um, in the college game yet. Because you don't face many guys like that in the Euro Leagues at his age. Um, but college basketball is, is a very different uh, type of game in that regard. Um, but when you look at Jorge, too, he's a wing guy. Um, can he consistently give you quality minutes? It's tough because he is a matchup question. Um, and, and then more importantly, when you look at Blake Henson, I think he is kind of the X factor in all this because while he's not really a front court player, he's been forced to be the four all year. And so he is. And Pitt, when they are not doing well from the mid-range or, or the dribble drives and, and shooting from downtown, when they are not putting that all together, they need someone to be able to give them a quick bucket. Sometimes that's Jamari Burton in one-on-one. That can be true. But also last year what they had was the ability to get it down to John Hughley on the low block. And what they could have had this year had Hughley been playing is get it down him on the low block and see what he can do just posting up and get him an easy bucket. Because there have been times where their offense has gone completely dead silent, maybe because they're not rebounding well and they're not getting in transition, whatever it might be. That's partially against Duke or they're playing static iso ball. Well, if you're playing static iso ball, one of the best ways to, to get those baskets in that area, throw it down to the low block and let your big man post up 
And let's see how many possessions it's going to take for those guys to respect that and then open it up for the rest of the team. Well, Pitt didn't try that on Wednesday. I expect they will today because Georgia Tech has a very similar strategy of kind of switching on one through five. Um, And so Pitt's going to have to take advantage of that. But it can also be possible that they will need to get some low block touches. Um, And my my honest opinion is I'm not sure if Federico can do that. I don't think Guillermo can do that. I think Blake Henson can do that, though. I think he can post up and give you some crafty moves in the low post. Um, So I would like to see them give him some low block touches and kind of see what Blake Henson can do. Because right now it seems like Blake Henson's maybe a little tired, a little fatigued, a little broken down. Um, So if you could get him kind of easier touches in the low block, let him post down and let him use post moves, get him some easier buckets, I think it will help everybody um, in that regard. So I would like to see that when we talk about front court. Um, variations and today's very important game, of course, Georgia Tech, huge game, but they play very similarly to how Duke plays in terms of their defensive strategy. Um, so I would like to see those low block touches, um, for Blake Kinson come to fruition. Um, they are not as lengthy as Duke, certainly, they don't have the pedigree of Duke, but they do have the same defensive strategy as Duke. So Pitt can't let uh, that get in front of them. I also look at a team like Florida State, who hasn't been good this year, better than their record is at least recently. But they're not that good this year, but they're huge and they have length. What can Pitt do down low to to kind of put that on an even plane, right? Big men have been issues for them all year. It's not really that surprising. And so when you look at, this front court against a team like that. Well, how do they respond to that? Is it the low block touches? Are they just going to rely on the three ball? That seems very unsustainable in many ways. So you have to kind of give your guys easy opportunities on the front court to just get them going. It doesn't have to be completely rocking and rolling, but that is something important to look out for, um, in my opinion, in the front court. And so I think... You're going to be shorthanded a little bit. Fede Federico has done a great job. Great job. Sets good screens. Does a good job on defense. Rebounds pretty well. He's a good shot blocker. And he's a good finisher at the rim, too. Um, Fede can really throw it down. And and more importantly, he finishes um, when he gets his opportunities. But also, he's not crafty enough in the post to create when he does. So they're not going to run plays for Fede. Now, it's something they could experiment with. Um, maybe he does have that post. I haven't seen it yet in his game. Um, so I don't know if they believe he can do that, if they even know he can do that. Um, but it might not be terrible to kind of see if he does. Or if he doesn't, then I again, I would go to Blake Hinson. Um, but I think the front court is kind of the crux of this team in terms of what determines their ceiling. Um, in terms of their floor, man, We've talked about this before, but they just need to get a little bit more consistent um, in the backcourt. We haven't seen them play consistent 40 minutes of basketball really since NC State. Uh, It's been a while um, since we've seen them. That's their best ACC win in totality to me. Um, It's not going to be in terms of pure quad one metrics. You know, Virginia and UNC are really good wins, but those weren't full 40-minute wins. That NC State game, they took it from opening tip to end and dominated that game. That game never really seemed out of their grasp. NC State would make a run and Pitt would just smack them back down. 
Um, I think that was the most impressive win, and I know that team's in there. If they play that way against Clemson, they win that game completely. Um, they play that way against Duke for 40 minutes, they win that game. Um, so Pitt's going to need to keep building consistency. And in the backcourt, largely that's where that comes from because Greg Elliott hasn't had a few good games here. Also, like you said, Bandy's been red hot, but Jamaris Burton and Nellie Cummings have been off a little bit at times too. So it's kind of been like this – up and down kind of working back and forth thing. So when you look at it, they just need consistency from their backcourt. And maybe Nate Santos can help a little bit, you know, with easing minutes off Blake Henson. And if he can start hitting his shots, I think Nate Santos would be a big boon to this team. But they're going to be working short bench just because of all the guys that are going to be out for the year. When you have Dior, who's on scholarship, out. Will Jefferson on scholarship, out. John Hughley on scholarship, out. I mean, that's three guys already. And some of the other guys, you don't really want to play that much. You know, Jorge might not be ready to play. So you're kind of in a weird area where sometimes your your guys who are very skill set specific aren't going to be able to play in certain games. Um, so it's it's tough for Pip. They have to find that consistency from tip to finish. We haven't seen them put a true consistent game together in a very long time in the conference schedule. That NC State win to me is still their best win in totality, the best game they have played thus far on a defensive-offensive end um, where they really took out Terquavion Smith. And, and that NC State team's good. Um, so that was a really good win for Pitt. But now they have opportunities here. Three games. This is a soft part of their schedule. They should win the next three games, Georgia Tech, Florida State, Louisville. This is an opportunity to kind of figure out where your team is and an opportunity to figure out how you can mold them together. You can't fall on any of these games. You have to win them. You're going to find out the identity of them and just how mentally tough they are. And if this can be different than the other seasons Jeff Capel has been here, we're going to find out a lot about that today uh, against Georgia Tech. So we'll see what ends up happening. All right, folks, as always, thanks for listening. And as always, we end it here. Hail to Pitt.